0: I'm sure you've heard the expression, in the zone, that state where everything feels in tune and effortless. Well, today's episode is part one of a two-part series looking at the success mindset and how we can build empowering mindset habits to achieve a greater sense of freedom and work-life balance. Welcome to the Leverage Business Podcast, where we believe business success is about working smarter, not harder. Leveraging your time and expertise in ways that fit the digital age you and your clients live in today. I'm your host, Jay Allison, author of Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age and founder of the iSuccess Business Academy. And every week, I'll be sharing insights into how you can apply the power of leverage to grow your consulting, coaching, or other expert services business. And create true freedom and independent success with mindset, marketing, and money model breakthroughs because when you get leveraged, the sky's the limit. Let's go for it. Well, hello and welcome to today's episode where we're talking about how to stay in the success zone. In the next two episodes, I'm going to be looking at how we can build the habit of the success mindset into our daily work and life. So we're getting in the zone for success and learning how to deal with, with obstacles and challenges as we grow our business to achieve a greater sense of freedom and work-life balance. I've pulled together some thoughts here on how to get yourself into a pattern of thinking and behaving that works for you, not against you. Because when you know how to create and leverage the right mindset, it boosts your productivity and enjoyment in growing your business. In part one today we'll cover ways to get in the success zone and stay there and then in part two next week we'll dive into how you can deal with obstacles and challenges that can impact your business trajectory, your sense of fulfillment and your mojo. As you can imagine the success mindset isn't a top 10 tips kind of topic, that's hard to say, (laughs) There ended up being a lot of material I wanted to include which is why we decided to make it into a two-parter and I love it when a plan comes together. In part one today we're talking about what is the success zone, what success is and isn't, about the importance of having direction, skills, attitude and about recovering from failure and we'll touch on what it means about pulling out those strengths in your character and pushing forward with integrity. I'm going to be sharing with you three P's for getting in the success zone and these are philosophy, personality and persistence and I'll give you some golden rules that you can apply right away in your day-to-day. Right, let's get going on part one and first I want to unpack what I mean by the success zone and what success is and isn't because success is one of those words that means different things to each of us, right? So what is the success zone? What do we mean by that? I'm sure you've heard the expression in the zone, particularly as it applies to athletes or others who are unflappable as they eye the goal. Sometimes you can be in the zone regarding your success and nothing gets in your way. Other times you can do everything right and find that whatever can go wrong will. And when that happens, all those inner demons descend on you and it feels an uphill battle to stay positive and keep the faith. It's no coincidence that in a lot of books on success and positivity and mindfulness and optimism, whether in life or in business, we hear authors and leaders say that mindset is 80% of the game for success. And certainly that's emphasised as a required trait in entrepreneurship. So what are the cornerstones for getting out of your own way, such that you can put yourself squarely in the success zone and stay in the success zone as much as possible? So let's kick off by defining success, what it is and what it isn't. Success can be defined in different ways by different people and it's going to depend on what's most important to you as an individual recognizing that as a business owner we're all individuals that I is one of the cornerstone eyes in I success since the purpose audience and occasion for all of your business activities stem from you the individual at the heart of your business but for now let's talk about what most people agree success looks like success is knowing you did a good job during your day and had positive interactions with other people Success is looking forward to going home to your family and sharing yourself with them. Success is knowing you have enough funds to pay this month's bills and the bills that all arise arise in the future. Success is knowing that your spiritual life is in order and that you have somewhere to turn when you hit a bump in the road. Success is having hobbies that you enjoy and having the time to work at them. Success isn't putting your work ahead of your career. Success isn't running home and then hiding from your family because you've had a hard day. Success isn't having all the money in the world and then trying to figure out how to amass even more. And success isn't going to a worship service and creating your to-do list during it. Success is not burning the candle at both ends, never having time to play or relax. In short, success is not always money-related. You aren't deemed unsuccessful if you don't earn a six-figure or multiple six-figure income. Success is more than moving up a corporate ladder, and it touches more than just your career. It affects your marriage and family, your home life, your finances, etc., your spiritual peace, your sense of fulfillment, joy, and much, much more. So being successful is actually a, a balancing act. One isn't considered successful in life if he or she climbs the corporate ladder but has a home or family life that is in shambles or you never get time with your kids or time to do anything that just makes you happy. One isn't considered successful if you earn plenty of money to retire on anticipating spending that retirement with family only to find that your children are gone and disinterested in any family relationships by the time retirement's possible or maybe your health has suffered. And so actually you can't pursue some of the lifestyle things that you wanted to do. So is there one formula to be successful? I think there is, and the components are positive thinking, having direction, the right skill set, the right philosophy, and having character. All of these things make up a formula for success because you can't experience success unless you're thinking about it. And each of these things have left out of the formula will cause an individual to lack success in life, or at least lack the feeling of being successful, which is just as important. Learn how to think success so that you are successful at whatever you choose to do. So let's just have a look now at philosophies that support the success mindset. Across the wealth of books I've read over the years, across both business and self-development, personal growth, entrepreneurship, business building, marketing, success manuals. There's four philosophies that always jumped out to me. First one is you achieve success by expecting it. You must understand that the path from where you are to where you want to be is not always smooth or straight. When you hit those inevitable bumps in the road, your character, commitment and attitude will help you get in the zone or at least keep you there. The second one is success breeds success. In business, we often talk of getting traction or getting momentum. And it's important for many reasons. Momentum is the ability to continually succeed and build on the past successes you've had. mo is where mojo comes from. Psychologically, most people have experienced that when they have one success, whether big or small, those wins encourage you and make you believe you can do anything. Entrepreneurs recognize this and they seek every little success out. Salespeople know it and they strive for those daily or monthly targets to feel successful. When you start unlocking the combination to your success vault, whatever's inside it for you, when you hear the clicks as each piece gets dialed in, that's when you'll find your mojo. And then nothing can get in your way. The third philosophy is choosing success. We all understand that we can choose to be happy or we can choose to be miserable, and that our choices will affect our lives for the better or worse. When you opt to be happy, you choose to identify with the accomplishments in life that exude who you are and who you have striven to be. You can choose to look on the positive side, just as you can choose success. Optimism is a lot about what you choose to do, how you choose to think, how you choose to show up. And remember, again, success is more than just wealth. Choose the positive side of things and you choose to remember and live your successes, not your regrets and your failures. And the final fourth philosophy that's always jumped out at me is experts don't know everything. Sometimes you read a lot of stuff and you think, oh, I'm supposed to think that way or this way. Well, you know, know your own mind. If you've got a plan that seems to go against all the conventional wisdom and yet you know in your soul, in your heart and soul that this is going to work, then follow your gut instincts. trust yourself, test it out. The experts are wrong all the time. They change their minds a lot of the time. from medical experts who predict incorrectly, to future trending experts who foretell the wrong trends and costs corporations millions. So, you know, these experts, they don't always get it right. So why not just try things out sometimes and be prepared to, for it to, to not be successful because that's taking action is what drives you forward, again, back to momentum. And here's a little story. More than 100 years ago, someone wanted to close down the US patent office because he thought everything that could be invented had been and that no one would need to patent anything else ever. I'm not sure if this story is true, but it's kind of funny. So don't listen to the naysayers and so-called experts who often say that kind of marketing is dead or that mar- that method doesn't work anymore or no one's doing that. Sometimes they are just dead wrong. It's just most marketers love to chase new shiny tools and end up forgetting the fundamentals, the things that, you know, have worked for hundreds of years. For sure, sometimes it's wise to follow what's working and to take a tried and tested method. But actually, in terms of getting people's attention for business purposes, sometimes being a contrarian can really help. And sometimes, therefore, you need to take the road less traveled. So that actually takes us on to the next P, which is personality and a positive attitude. In his book The Winning Attitude, John C. Maxwell, noted author and speaker, tells us that attitude is the advanced man of our true selves, has inward roots but outward fruits, is our best friend or worst enemy, is more honest and more consistent than our words. Attitude is an outward look based on past experiences. It's a a thinking that draws people to us or repels them. Attitude is never content until it is expressed. It's the librarian of our past, it's the speaker of our present and it's the prophet of our future. Your attitude or your willingness to think positively affects many people from your family to your partner to the stranger you smile at in the grocery store. An optimist will see opportunity in difficulties while a pessimist will tend to see difficulty in opportunities. You must choose which you will focus on. If you choose poorly, you could doom yourself to never achieving your goals and being successful. So please take action on that idea. So how do you begin to think positively if you're a natural pessimist? I don't really believe that are natural pessimists, but you know, just so people have been taught how to consider the darkest side of every cloud. In in the UK, particularly, we're we're all doom and gloom. Particularly when we're talking about the weather or something mundane, but but even in terms of you know, if somebody says to you, "How are you?" most of us just say, "Oh, not too bad," and it's such a negative way of of expressing how you're feeling. I mean, you don't want to lie, and if someone you know says. How are you? And you say, "Oh, I'm fine." When actually you just found out you've got a <laughs> life-threatening disorder or disease. But at the same time, you know, we, we very rarely express our our joy and our happiness and our success outwardly like that. Um, I think in some other countries that's very different. Um, but I certainly made a big a big um, effort to to change that that inbred kind of negativity because it really wasn't serving either myself because of how it made me feel or the person receiving the the greeting I mean look you cannot change the fact that a problem exists if it exists but you can do a lot to determine what opportunity there is for you within that project Begin to see that problems are a fact of life and that your job is to find a way over, around, under or through them as quickly as possible. When you're upbeat and consider how quickly a problem will be behind you, it's easier to be optimistic. Cynicism is another killer when it comes to attitude. It's a cousin of pessimism. It considers everything suspect and everyone as having an ulterior motive. It never looks at someone handing you a biscuit or offering you a piece of cake just to be nice. It always considers that there is a reason you're being handed that cake and the motivation of the person who's giving it. Why can't we just accept, you know, graciously? Cynicism comes from having unrealistic expectations. Many people expect great and wonderful things to happen to them with little to no work on their part. They expect things to fall from the sky into their laps. This this attitude of entitlement is is absolutely rife in our society and I I feel that it's growing as well, particularly in the the younger generation. When it doesn't happen as they expect, they become suspicious of others who have achieved success and ultimately cynical or ungracious. You must harness the power of your thoughts and words when setting your course for success. Use positive affirmations daily an attitude of gratitude. That's my, my number one mantra. Remind yourself that a stumbling block is temporary and that you will overcome it. Admit to yourself that you are courageous and able to move on when others cannot. Agree with your vision for your life and your goals and keep reminding yourself why you're doing what you're doing and that gives you enormous motivation towards the success that you seek. These are all ways you can stay in the success zone and not let pessimism or cynicism win out over an attitude of gratitude and optimism for the opportunities to come. Okay, so you might remember at the start, I said I would say something about recovering from failure. I mean, let's say you've been giving it your all, okay? You've had the the, the right attitude. You've, you're following the right philosophy. You've got the personality bit uh, covered. And you're really thinking, well, maybe you're not giving it your all, but a good proportion of your all. And you're not seeing any progress. So now what? Are you doomed to failure and never to succeed? No. Keep on listening. One thing that really helped me is to to understand that failure is an event. It's not a person. It doesn't define you as a loser for the rest of your life, unless you let it. Failure happens to you. It isn't who you are. You're not a victim, but it also doesn't define you. So when it happens, notice I didn't say if, pick yourself up and get ready for the next event in your life because not everything is going to go perfectly. You must adjust your attitude as you recuperate from a failure. You'll rise to your own expectations and psychologists call this a self-fulfilling prophecy and we're suckers to believe our own words. So adjust your attitude, be aware of it, become very conscious of the negative self-talk that we that we do and it's it's so limiting. Adjust your attitude more to the positive and optimistic side of things. It's kind of a brain training and after a while it becomes a lot more second nature. Remember the guy who came up with the brilliant idea to change coke? Back in the 80s, for those of you that were mere babes during that decade, someone had a stroke of genius, or so he thought, that Coca-Cola company decided to compete more with Pepsi. And unbelievably, they changed the formula of their signature product, Coke. They called it the new Coke, and it bombed. No one enjoyed the new taste, and the calls were immediate to bring back the old Coke. After a few months of hemming and whoring, Coca-Cola executives brought back the original formula of Coke and ditched the new stuff and its creator. So what happened to the guy whose idea this was? He left Coca-Cola and began to look for new work. The trouble was, his name was well known in the business community and everyone connected him to the failure that new Coke was. Finally, he landed an interview in which he got a fair shake the interviewer asked what he had learned through the problems the new coke had created. Naturally, he indicated that he had many lessons learned from the fiasco. He didn't let failure define him, and he ended up landing the job for which he was interviewing. Good for him, right? But good for the company that hired him too. They were willing to take a chance on a creative risk-taker who had had a very public failure on his record. Many of those who were considered to be successful have had failures dot their lives. And you too should take the same tact when confronted with something that didn't turn out like you hoped it would. It's all about the final part of the personality piece, character and integrity. Without character, the puzzle of achieving success falls apart. It is most important of all of the pieces to life's puzzle, in my opinion. Someone can make money, but without character, it won't add up to any real sense of success. Character equals integrity. Integrity is doing the right thing all the time, even when no one else is watching. You don't have anything to fear when your integrity is intact, because you have nothing to hide. You experience no guilt and no fear. And without those two traveling companions, it's much easier to climb higher and farther faster. What does this mean in a practical sense? It means that you will put the right philosophy, the golden rule, into practice in all that you do. You will not step on someone else to climb the corporate ladder or to build your business. You will not stack bodies in order to reach the CEO position that you desire or to beat your competitor. You will treat people with respect, honesty and trust and you'll behave towards others how you would want and expect them to behave towards you. So when you are in the success zone, you feel great about it. To stay in the success zone, aim to be the model of doing the right thing in your office, in your business, with your team, even if it isn't appreciated or understood. Chances are very good that if you're the only one doing the right thing, you won't last where you are, but you will find something better where your integrity is appreciated and applauded. So never be afraid to take a stand on something that you believe in. Character realises that the most important things in life are not office or work-based. They are family and a sense of responsibility to other people. Character will not sacrifice your family on the altar of, I've got to finish this project, nor will it tell your children, maybe next time, when they ask you to play with them. Your character will shine through as you put your family before your work. As you purposely schedule time with them and then keep those appointments you put in your planner. And as you date your spouse and remember why it is you got married in the first place. And as you set an example that your spouse and children can be proud of. This is really the work-life balance that we seek in the leverage business. The most important thing to remember as you consider character is that your children will grow up to be just like you. Other people around you will see you as a role model. So your influence and your impact is a lot more profound than actually you probably realize. John Maxwell once said, we teach what we know, we reproduce who we are. So as a person who is full of integrity and character, you will reproduce those same traits in your children, in your team and in your whole work environment. As you climb towards the success you want in your life, it's equally important to recognise the contribution of other people. Isn't that really what it's all about? Is that sharing, that connection, that celebration of being in the success zone together? Okay, so we're in the home straight. We're on the P number three, and that's persistence. Persistence in the right direction. Let's say you've got the right philosophy and the right personality for success. You've got your attitude correct and you're honing the right skill set. Great. There's just one more piece of the puzzle to stay in the success zone. Persistence. But make sure it's persistence in the right direction. In Stephen Covey's famous book, Seven Habits of Successful People, he tells the story of the manager versus the leader. The manager is furiously chopping through the jungle with his team behind him working hard to clear the way forward. In another forest, the leader has climbed the tallest tree to get a better look at the landscape. He sees more because he has the top level view, while the manager has the ground level view. He shouts across to the manager, stop, you're in the wrong forest, come over this way. And the manager responds, shut up, we're making progress. (laughs) I love that story. There's very little point to persist if you're making progress in the wrong direction. While you're on your path to success and you're in the zone and you're overcoming obstacles along the way, persistence is key. There will be setbacks. You may need to pivot and change direction. However, if you don't have the direction planned out in the first place, you'll simply wander aimlessly or burn out thrashing through the wrong forest. Let me give you another example. In construction, you don't attempt even the smallest of jobs without a plan. And yet many people work in a field they just happen to fall into because it's what they've always done or someone suggested it or a friend was doing it or even worse they didn't have anything else to do wandering through your career or thrashing away at your business can be just as deadly as trekking through a thick jungle without a compass machete and a basic survival pack in both places you can die a slow death of thirst and exhaustion You must know where you want to go in order to set a direction for your life and your business. You've probably heard the saying, no one plans to fail, but they do fail to plan. So from time to time, take a step back, climb the tall tree to get a 30,000 foot view. So you can determine more strategically where it is that you want to go. In other words, what you want to do and then set a course for it. Now that you know where you want to go, you must plan and prepare for your destination. As you plan and prepare, it's perfectly fair to expect that you will achieve that goal. Expectations play a large role in success, no matter what the field. If you plan well and are committed to the work involved, then and only then can you expect to achieve the desired results in your life. The other thing that you need in the category of persistence, it are the right skills. Attitude is incredibly important as you consider the topic of success but even the most enthusiastic and overtly positive individual selling appliances for example will fall short of his or her goal of success if they're not educated about what's being sold and don't have the skills to convey that information and to do the selling. You don't have to have a master's degree in order to be successful. You don't even have to have a bachelor's degree. Some of the least successful people I know have advanced degrees, but the education does them no good as their attitude and aptitude are poor. If you have advanced degrees and no ability to educate, inform and encourage others, you're not likely to end up in the success zone in terms of business because you can't attract people to work with you without those other skills. An education for a particular skill set is preceded by motivation. If you desire to succeed, in your chosen field, you're going to pursue the education necessary to do so. And that ties into lifelong learning and continuous improvement in your business. And that ties into your attitude to learning and developing the success mindset. Right, so that was the three Ps, living with a great philosophy, playing to the strengths and positive side of your personality, and going in the right direction, developing the skills you need to persist through challenges. And in part two next week for episode 19, we'll tackle five R's for how to deal with circumstances and change on our growth trajectory and how to build your business resilience. Let me know if any of this resonates with you. I'd love to hear from you about what works for you personally, but it's ciao ciao for now, wishing you a super positive and pleasant weekend. Thank you for listening to the Leverage Business Podcast. Want to create leverage in your business? Did this episode provide some insights and ideas to be thinking through? If so, subscribe so you get alerts when the next one's released. If you want to learn more or would like help and support with building a leveraged business that achieves true freedom for you, then head over to jallison.com forward slash podcast to find all the resources and links that go with this show on my website and to join our iSuccess community. And if you're enjoying our content, it would be great if you could pop into Apple Podcasts or the app you listen from and leave me a rating and review. Everyone makes a difference to improving our rankings. So thank you if you've done that already. I appreciate you. So hey, that's it. Thank you for listening. I hope you've loved this episode and have some great takeaways to be thinking through. I wish you a pleasant, productive and profitable week. And I'll see you again next time for another episode of the Leverage Business Podcast.